Stage Shifters Podcast, episode 15 with Marco Rodriguez. Welcome to the Stage Shifters Podcast. I'm Jordan Canlish, and I'm back for another episode on the Stage Shifters Podcast. Thank you for joining me. It's always a pleasure. And today I've got a super exciting episode. It was recorded from Kashkaj in Portugal. And that was actually the last leg on my four-week Europe trip. And during this trip, I got to reunite with some close friends of mine from back in Australia that I hadn't seen in over 10 months because I've been living in Canada. And for the last leg of the trip, I was in Portugal for five days and I was with a very close friend of mine who I've known since I think we were grade three when we met. And we've literally been best mates ever since and gone through, uh, so much of, uh, our teenage years together, early, early stage school life, growing up together, um, some big transitions in life. We got to share and grow alongside each other. So I wanted to bring him onto the podcast because he has embarked on his own journey. Uh, and he has a lot of, a lot of cool information that I want to share with you guys. So Marco and I discussed some of the habits or rituals and routines that we've implemented around our work day or work schedule. Uh, so Marco's working full-time at the moment in an engineering firm or company back in Perth, Western Australia. And he started to implement some, some high-level habits, um, things such as meditation and journaling um, and, and a lot of diet changes around his work day. And he's starting to feel the difference. And it's through continuous iteration and self-optimization where we start to create, uh, a, I would say, a deeper connection with ourselves. Um, and we touch on, touch on a lot of these things throughout this episode and, and the ways that we are able to structure our, our workday or these habits around our workday, particularly for me when I was back in my previous job, uh, these habits were able to then create the space within uh, to hear my own inner voice, to allow whatever my highest calling was to emerge through me. And Marco is is very much in the process of enabling this emergence to occur. And I, I wanted to bring him onto the show to to give people a bit of an insight onto how this process kind of looks from the from the inside out, because it's it in, it's an inward journey first. Uh, the, the outward journey is is secondary. It's something I speak about a lot is, is the primary purpose is, is to be here, be now. And that, and that, and that, and it's an, it's an inward journey to start off with. Uh, and Marco is, he's got a lot to share and I, I'm super excited for you to, for you guys to, to take note and implement some of these, these habits that he, that he's working for him. Uh, so I'm super excited about this one and I know there's going to be so much value, uh, to share. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to the State Shifters Podcast. I'm here with Marco Rodriguez and we are in Kashkaj. Uh, how do you pronounce where we are right now, Marco? Uh, Kashkaj. Kashkaj. And this particular spot that we're at? Uh, Ponte do Gonche. Ponte do Gonche. And we are looking at uh, an amazing view of the Portuguese coastline 
Uh, we've just had a quick swim. The water was absolutely freezing. Yeah. And we've just got ourselves a nice double espresso. <coughs> and we're going to sit down and have a chat. Uh, Marco, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure pleasure to be on and it's a, it's a, it's a great spot to, to be doing it as well. 100%. And a good time as well, right at the end of our, our trip together. Exactly. This, this is my last day of my Europe trip. Uh, I've been travelling for four weeks around Europe and we're, we're finishing up here in Portugal. I've got to spend five days with you, with your family, and we went down to Lagos. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, uh, amazing so, time. Yeah, so for people who have, have just tuned into the podcast, their first time listening, I like to interview people who have been a big part of my life, who have impacted me, and I like to just discuss the things that yeah, mean something and helped me grow and develop over the years and hopefully share that wisdom with other people. And you've been someone who uh, has definitely taken to the whole personal growth, inner work, uh, self-development, and I wanted to bring you on to give people a bit of an, a, a, you know, an insight into to your life and how you've incorporated um, your own practices and your own uh, habits, routines and rituals around your work day to, to, that helps you be the best version of you. Uh, so I guess we could rewind a little. We met back in uh, primary school. You moved over from South Africa. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, um, and we met through so uh, football, mutual interest, playing soccer together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we went to school together, but uh, it was only really when we started playing football together did we actually sort of start hanging out at school. So um, yeah, and then since what grade like three or four? Yeah, we've since been grade three, mates ever since. Yep, and we've kind of shared <laughs> a lot of our journey and life together. Really, yeah, like, been uh, through the ups, through the downs, through. Through the girlfriends, through the, the, the holidays, you name it. It's, um, yeah, been through it all. Yeah. And I guess it, it, it's brought us to this moment where, like, last year I had to, I moved to Canada and it was obviously hard saying goodbye to my good mates and my family. And now we've got to reconvene here in Portugal and catching up. It's been, it's been really good, man. Yeah. It's, it's been hearing about each other's lives. And especially for me, I've noticed in, in you that so much. Uh, growth and development has happened uh, not necessarily on an external level but well, both both levels yeah. actually but more on your inner work because you're always successful uh, you you've studied engineering you've been working full-time in the field of engineering but it's more recently that you've started to work on yourself and start to yeah, definitely incorporate some, some we could call it biohacking but we I like to call it more self-optimization yeah. so to improve yourself so, so you're performing I. better uh, and I guess maybe can you, can you give us a background about how that started? How did you start to tune into your inner world and start working on yourself? Um, yeah, so I guess um, well, firstly, it's 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 a pleasure to be here, and I and I guess it's it's kind of cool to to share this with you because I think obviously um, you know very well that uh, both yourselves and our close friends have have been such a I mean we influence each other so much so uh, a lot of the, the things that I have done have actually stemmed or like or that I've you know the journey that I've gone on has stemmed from inspiration from yourself partly um, so um, yeah it's good to come to come on to come on here and share that um, but I guess how I got started on, on, on sort of you know getting you know working on myself like that in in a in a work um, I guess finished finished school and went went to study engineering. Um, to be honest, I guess at that age, in my in my honest opinion, I don't believe we are, you know, we have, we, we don't know enough about ourselves to make a decision 
as to what we're going to do for the rest of our lives. So I did what I thought was, you know, a good career, something that's going to earn me, like, earn, um, give me a good, good standard of living, bring in good income, um, and what I thought would make me happy. And, um, I chased engineering, um, partly because, you know, I enjoyed, uh, cars and, you know, the engines and, and that kind of stuff. And, I thought that was something I was interested in and partly because my dad was an engineer. So there was a, the, that influence as well, which, you know, uh, a young boy always looking up to his dad. Um, I think it's, um, yeah, you, you always look at your dad as your superhero and, um, you know, you want to make him proud. And I guess that's in my mind at that time, that's what I thought would make him proud. And, and it, it certainly has, um, um, you know, graduating engineering. I know he had a tear in his eye, but um yeah, I guess now that I've started working in the field and you start asking yourself the question, you start picturing yourself like five, ten years down the track and you go, like, is this, like, is this, is, is this what I want to do? Is this, is my daily grind? Like, am I getting up and, and am, am I energized to go and do what I'm about to do? Um, and to be honest, um, I, I have, I have given that a lot of thought and I, and I don't believe that longer term doing the current role I'm doing, um, uh, or, or, you know, being an engineer is going to be something that is going to keep me fulfilled for my life and, and is going to bring me that happiness that I, that I seek. And I guess that's really where it stemmed from, um, where it stemmed from where, you know, I started um, putting a lot of work into myself and investing a lot of time into, you know, um, meditation and working on my body and, and all the things that are going to, you know, get me, get me to, to a place where, um, I'm healthy, wealthy, and, and, and hopefully wise. Yeah, man. Okay, well said. Yeah, I, I think, especially this podcast in particular, mainly a lot of people who will listen to this are going to be people who are probably in that phase of life where, you know, either they're picking a, a decision, a career path at university, they're coming out of university with a degree, they're still, there's that phase of life where I think we're slowly starting to figure out, but definitely from like 18 to 24 at least, yep. you're still trying to figure out oh. what the hell, what path you want to take in the world. And right? a lot of people even longer, I think so. 100%. Uh, yeah, that's such a great point you said where we're kind of, when you finish high school, you're kind of forced in a way to, to pick a direction when we're not really, when I don't think anyone's ready at no. that point to be like, okay, this is what I this is the direction I want to take for the rest of my life. This is going to yep. be my full-time job. So that's uh, certainly a challenge we all had. We all yeah, definitely. chose university degrees based on what my current state we're in in that moment. Correct. And yeah. I know for myself, I was nowhere in a place where I could be like, this This is what my, what my heart wants or no. tuned in enough to know that this is what my heart wants. Yeah. Uh, so we all m kind of made choices based on other influences from other people, yeah. whether it be parents, friends, society. So I guess moving up to now, we're, we're, both of us, I guess, have taken this path now. We've started to look within to find out what it is we actually want to do for the rest of our lives, what mm. impact do we want to make. You mentioned med meditation um, and other exercises. I know you journal a fair bit. I know you you started incorporating healthy eating into, into your lifestyle yeah. as well. Uh, I guess, so for you, what would you say has been the, the biggest impact uh, or what's impacted you the most that's really helped you start to dig a little deeper and to find out and listen to the inner voice? Um, um, so I, I'm a, I'm a believer that, um, you know, very often you hear <coughs> people of influence saying, you know, they've read this book or they've done this thing and it's changed their life. Mm. I'm not a big believer in, um, you know, like a one size fits all or, or a one approach 
fixes all problems. So I, I'm a firm believer that it's um, the cumulative, like it's it's the sum of all your small tasks or small habits that you develop that ultimately you know get you to where you, you want to be or get you to that to, to that end goal. So for me. I can't. I mean, there's. I'll, I will give you a few that I think are probably the most um, that, that have had the biggest impact on me. But I think um, I th- I'll just start by saying I think it's the the continuous like um, continuous like uh, path of optimization. You're continuously trying to improve and and look for ways to to improve. I think that's that's ultimately in in, in all areas of your life. Um, I think for me. It's really come down to, I think the biggest impact is, uh, the most important thing is ritual, um, mm. habit, creating a routine, I think it is super important. And, and probably mo- the most important thing is making time to do, you know, your inner work, your journaling, like put it into your schedule on a daily, on a daily basis. So for me, it's every morning, it's, it's I wake up, I meditate and I journal, like, so it's, it's crucial, you know, making that, uh, that, that time's blocked out in the morning for that. I get that done every morning. And it's, you, you find that you're never going to sit down the first time and you're going to have all the answers. You know, it takes, it takes, persist, it's like persistence and it, and it takes time. So I think for me, the, probably the biggest impact is, yeah, you know, doing the meditation every morning, that really quietens my mind down and then doing my journaling. And, and even I like to, to, you know, set aside longer periods of time where I, I journal for extended periods of time or even just sit and meditate on a, on a particular, you know, issue I'm having. Um, but I think probably the biggest impact is really making, like scheduling the time for it. You know, you, you make time for like what's in your, what's in your plan. If you don't plan, you're never going to, you're never going to get to it. It's always going to be something you'd like to do. Yeah. Well said. I think fitting it around your work day, like for me, when I was at Deloitte, it was, it was getting that routine down pat where I made sure I made time for the things that were going to help me become the best version of me at work, outside of work. And it's like you said, planning to these, these are your non-negotiables. Each morning I get up, I do my meditation, I do my journaling and and it's, it's ritual and routine. It's it's a bit of discipline as well. So that's a great place to start for people who maybe are still unsure about their direction in life and they they want to start doing this inner work but they don't know how to start yeah start there start with the the little routines the little habits and build on that exactly yeah. and, and and soon you'll find you know you've been doing one thing for a few weeks and and it and it basically becomes habit mm-hmm. and i guess that's the goal like um you know pick up one little habit carry it through until it's become a part of your routine now and then you you don't even think about that anymore and then place your focus elsewhere and I think, yeah, like you said, I, I personally felt that that was a good, good place to start. Yeah, definitely. Also, for you especially, re, uh, I would say since I left for Canada, we all started incorporating healthy diet mm. uh, into... Uh, we, we ate relatively healthy. We never ate unhealthy, but uh, it wasn't until recently that, I guess, I think the Bulletproof uh, yeah. protocol really, especially for me and you, we really have adopted that yeah. fully. Uh, and that for me, resulted in some massive changes on, yeah. a, on a more of a m- mental level. Uh, yeah. I was able to think a lot sharper. You know, we Definitely. we we experiment with um, ketosis and uh, the keto diet. Uh, for, for you, how how much of an impact has diet had on on the way you perform and how you think and how you feel? Oh, like it it's yeah astronomical. Like um, I think that's that's something too often people yeah just just put down in the you know just put down in the dumps and it's it's secondary like as mm-hmm. long as they're sort of eating they're fine but 
um, yeah, as you, as you sort of alluded to, I've, I've you know, same as you adopted the bulletproof sort of diet um, and and ketosis, and that has yeah, that has had a, I've had a massive change there because I've just you know slowly started dialing in on the foods that sort of don't you know sit well with me and I don't digest well, and when you're able to sort of get to that level where you really have a, a, a you know a, a detailed understanding of what um, what exactly your ideal diet is. Um, the effects it has on your, you know, overall energy performance and, and in, in every aspect. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it's hard to put into words until you, hmm. until you feel it because so often you're, you know, you'll be eating a certain way or you'll be eating certain types of food and you think you're eating healthy, but it's just, it may be something you're intolerant to or, <clears throat> you know, for, for me, ketosis works extremely well. Like I, because of my, my blood group, um, it, it really, really works well. So for me, for so long, you know, I had this brain fog that I didn't even realize. And so you think you're, you, you're operating at your 100%. But then <clears throat> when I adopted a new way of eating, and you, namely ketosis and, you know, that fasting in the morning and then coffee in the morning. If someone doesn't know what ketosis is, do you mind explaining to them? Yep. So ketosis is essentially um, where you adopt, you're adopting a high fat diet, essentially. So high fat and very low carb. So you want to be consuming uh, roughly 70 to 80 percent, yeah, 70 80 percent fats, um, 10 to 20 um, um, carbs. No, no, I'm confused. I've confused myself. Yeah, no, the protein proteins yeah. and five percent, five percent carbs. Yeah. So very low carbs and and very high fats. Um, and basically what that does is that it um, changes the, your body's um, source of energy from consuming carbohydrates to consuming fat for energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after, you know, a few days, well, it, it varies and it depends like how, how hard you go to get into ketosis. But once your body sort of makes that transition, um, your kidney starts secreting ketones, um, which that ketones is what your, your brain consumes instantaneously for energy. So immediately you feel like a, 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 like so much more clear. Um, you, you've got so much more mental clarity and um, a lot more energy. Mm-hmm. The only thing with ketosis is I find like sometimes you do have like, as an example, in the gym, you have slightly less power, mm-hmm. but you've got far more endurance. Mm-hmm. Um, for our type of work, you know, for, for desk jobs, um, I feel like it's, it's perfect. Like, uh, yeah. You know, Change the game for me. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. it's completely different. And I mean, the bulletproof protocol that we've been following for for a long time, sort of adopted a, a, a small version of ketosis. It gets you into like a mini state of ketosis because you have sort of the fast. Your last meal sort of 8 p.m. the night before, and your the next meal the next day is roughly 2 p.m. the next day, um, with a high fat coffee in the morning, which sort of puts you into ketosis. It's very similar, um, but obviously ketosis is like the sustained. That, that, that feeling sustained for longer. Most definitely. And, all, and it all ties back into ways or habits or a lifestyle that you build around so that you can better dial into yourself. Because when, you, when you're thinking clearly, when you're feeling sharp, when you're eating right, you're more dialed in, you're tuned into yep. yourself. And then 100%. that's when you're able to make better decisions. You're able to get clearer on the directions you want to take. And for me, that... that Connecting through diet, I, diet was probably where I started, and it all kind of built on that. The minute I got cl- cleared out that brain fog, got rid of the inflammation, yep. was feeling really, really sharp. I was able to dial in, and everything, everything just builds on that. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, hundred so, percent. So diet is is very important. Uh, so if you incorporated a healthy diet, and we we've 
alongside that, we've we've always trained together, yeah. exercised together. Uh, how important do you think exercise is for establishing, you know, a good uh, self-optimization routine? But also, how has exercise changed for you probably over the last couple of years when you've gone from training for, we've probably trained for the, just to look good. Yeah, yeah, And now yeah. we've trained to feel good and to, to tune into ourselves yeah. more. Well, I think, I mean, to be honest, I think, in, in fairness, I'd actually say we probably started with exercise because mm. we didn't have diet down yeah, first, point. but we always right. felt like we were, you know, relatively healthy because we, you know, we, we, we made gym or gym or, you know, playing um, football or, or any other kind of physical activity a priority, you know, uh, we knew that if we didn't, you know, we weren't training at least like, you know, four, five, six times a week, we weren't going to be feeling good. So, um, but we, we may not have had initially the foods to, to, and I, I, I say we, but I, I think you're probably far more advanced than me at this. Um, but we didn't have that that food, you know, the the, the, the nutrition side as as well dialed in. Yeah. So I think it's a, a, definitely a great place to start because I mean, um, before even before meditation and um, as well, you know, sometimes you know when you weren't quite all with it or weren't feeling your hundred percent, hundred percent yourself. Very often, I mean, I know you at one point were training twice a day <laughs> for that exact yeah. reason, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it made you feel good. Like you, you felt good, you looked good, you, you know. Be, and so, yeah, I think um, exercise is, 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 is crucial. The, you know, the, the, the chemicals it releases in your brain, dopamine and serotonin is like, yeah, yeah it's crucial. It's, it's, it's crucial for your, for your overall, um, your mood and your well-being. Um, so now to your question regarding like training for, for the look and training, you know, for, for overall health. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one. Cause, um, obviously I think most, a lot of people do start initially just training for, you know, for the look, you know, especially when you're younger, you want to, you want to look a certain way to impress the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just starting to drizzle a little bit. No, we'll continue on. Okay, if it gets good. any heavier, we can pause. Um, okay. So, um, Oh yeah. So initially, you know, that was our thought. We were just training a certain way to, to, to look a certain way. Um, and that was it. That was our goal. But I think, uh, you slowly, I think also, you know, it comes with having a girlfriend and stuff. You, you, you pr- place a bit of a, a, like a smaller priority in, in, in looking a certain way. And it's, I guess it's also once we had the, the, the training dialed in and the, the nutrition dialed in, it made you feel a certain way. And once you felt a certain way, that was what you chase as opposed to, mm-hmm. to, to looking a certain way. It brought, I think once you, 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 you dialed into that feeling and, and you, you really, you know, you're clear, you feel good, you, you, you look good, that's more addictive than, you know, chasing a certain look yeah. for me. Um, yeah, and I, think, and, I think, and I think you're the, you're the same on that, on that front. Definitely, definitely. And, and what I realized was you don't actually have to train a lot of people overtrain. Yeah, oh, I overtrain. You don't, especially with exercises. Often you don't need as much as you think to to just get to tune into yourself. Mm. It's just moving the body in any sort of way. Really, like you said, releases uh, endorphins and dopamine, serotonin in the brain. Even for me, yoga was just a great way to yeah. incorporate movement. Which uh, yoga is the complete opposite of working out, and lifting weights. Because yeah. one is to build muscle for appearance. One was to just dial in and tune into the body and yeah i found just as much benefit from yoga for feeling good definitely so yeah i reckon a holistic approach to exercise as well is yeah different types of training can have such a massive impact on your mental physical and emotional world so 
you're, I know you're the same as me. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I mean, uh, as an example on that, like, um, you know, you don't need to overtrain our, our close friend, Alex Cassiello. He's, um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's a, uh, he's a busy man. So I know he tries to get down to gym as, as often as he possibly can. And I know, you know, there's been periods where he's gone to gym sometimes two or three times a week only, but he trains very hard, you know, yeah. it's very effective and, you know, he's, you know, healthy and he looks very good. Like, you know, he's in, he's in a really, really good condition. So he's like a prime example Perfect of someone example. who has, you know, if, if it was his choice, I'm sure he would have trained more, but I know he's, um, you know, he, he was just effective at what he did in, in the gym and yeah, probably one of the, the yeah. Great example. Yeah. yeah. And that's the key quality, not quantity. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to go back a little bit because I think you, you're, you've always been a, a great leader at school. You were one of our um, lit class. It was a prefect. Prefect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you always considered a leadership. Um, you always had leadership traits. Uh, you were always the captain of the soccer team. You're captain of the school team. And I guess a lot of people look up to you as for guidance, especially younger kids at school. Uh, from memory, I remember my younger brother always always took great advice from you. So I guess if you could give advice for um, people coming out of high school, people looking to choose a course at uni, maybe people who are studying a course right now that they're still unsure of if that's what they want to do, or even if someone's finished their course, sort of where you're at now, mm. you've started working and now you're starting to think, is this actually the path I want to take in life? You know, I took my direction, which was I, I chose to leave my job uh, and pursue yep. a different direction. You, you're, you're just staying in your job. Um, different path, but I think same destination. Mm. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who who may be Ooh. in a similar situation? <clears throat> um, to be honest, this advice is actually going to come from from books I've read and and mm. and you know other influential people. But I think you got to you got to drown out the noise. You got to you got to put out what your parents are wanting you to do because inherently there is something your parents are wanting you to do. Inherently there is you know, something your friends have sort of, or maybe a mental picture your friends have boxed you into as to what the way they think you're going to go. And, you know, maybe I wouldn't say they're pushing in that direction, but, you know, the way they talk, etc. they, you know, influencing you to go a certain, certain path. But you really need to sit down and have a think about what is it that you're going to want to do. Like back in the old days, the goal was survival. So the old philosophy was you do as well as you possibly can in school, you do as well as you possibly can in university or whatever else it is you're doing, and you make as much money as possible to put food on the table. That was the goal, right? You try and, that, that, that was it. Survival is no longer, I don't believe, is no longer, is, isn't the goal anymore. You know, we can survive, like with, especially in the countries we live in, um, survival's, not, survival's not the goal. I, I believe the goal is now chasing that thing or chasing whatever it is that is going to give you that feeling of fulfillment and happiness in life. Ultimately, that's what, that's what we all want. So the earlier you are able to dial into that and really um, figure that out, the better, the better it's going to be for you. So don't make a decision based on what your, your, your family, what your friends, what anyone else thinks you should do. Do what you feel in your heart you should do. And is that going to be right the first time? Probably not. Mm. Um, you know, it, I think it's, uh, few, very few people that sort of, you know, hit the nail on the head first time. Um, 
I mean, as an example, someone I follow, and I know you follow mm -hmm. avidly as well, is Tom Bui. He created two absolutely monstrous companies. Um, the first one, you know, made millions of dollars and just didn't resonate with him, you know, but he gave it a crack and he followed what he thought was right. Then he created another, you know, multi, like a billion dollar company, literally as a unicorn startup. And again, he pulled away from that. And now he's, he's close. I, I, I think now he's probably found what he really yeah. wants to do, the impact he wants to have on the world. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, 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 it's constant iteration and you got to, you got to constantly chase that thing that I think, uh, is, yeah, is going to get you that feeling you want to have. That's going to make you satisfied and fulfilled in life. Um, so that, that's certainly what I, I, I'd say. Um, the second thing I'd say, which is probably a trap I've fallen into, is don't put pressure on yourself to find that at the same time because um, that just creates stress and anxiety and then you feel like, you know, you're falling behind your peers or there's, there's no rush. Do you know what I mean? Um, there's, there's absolutely no rush. Some of the most successful people find their passion so late in life. Do you know what I mean? It's never too late and... Um, yeah, just don't don't put your pressure on yourself because the effect that that stress has on your body um, can undo everything else that you're doing. You know, your, your healthy habits, your you know, your, your, your good eating, your good training practices, everything. It can undo that in like that. Mm. So um, yeah, just be present in the moment, and um, you know, you, you, it'll it'll come to you. Don't put pressure on yourself. Amazing answer. I think that's nailed it, man. Hit the nail on the head there. I think because for me that was the same. I I put myself while I was working in this corporate job. I, I knew I wasn't in the on the right direction, but I didn't know what the right direction was. Yeah. And that I started putting pressure on myself because like I don't know what I want to do. And that you just nailed it there because the minute you can tune in to to this moment and just focus on what does my heart want to do right now, and oftentimes. The only thing we can do is get up and keep doing what we're doing. But it's changing, not changing what we do, it's changing how we do it. Yeah. And that yep. was big for me. Yeah. It was just changing how I did what I did each day. And I think probably for you as well, when you're putting yourself under immense pressure, you weren't getting the answers you were seeking. But the minute you sort of stopped putting yourself under that pressure mm -hmm. and started like quietening everything down, you, you, you found the answer, you know what I mean? And I, that's why I think like um, inherently we know we know what we want to do and I'm not talking from a place where I've figured that out yet but I know that deep down I know what it is and I guess my goal at the moment is to try and quieten everything else down so I'm able to access that. Yeah, And you're living it right now because now you've tuned back into, you're getting your routine down and, and it's really, really uh, easy to see that you're, you're, you're literally, you're doing what you need to do in this yeah. present moment and, and from that, that's when... The secondary purpose, as I say, or Eckhart Tolle says, yeah. primary purpose, be here, be now. Yeah. Connect with the present moment. And then once you do that, the secondary purpose, which is what you do on the external level, that will figure itself out. Yeah, yeah. No, and you're, you're doing that now. And that's what I think is a lot of people should incorporate. Don't look, don't think too far ahead. What am I going to do? Yeah. I don't know what my passion is. I don't know how I'm going to make money. Focus on live life now, be here, be now, do everything with presence and from that, uh, a different different dimension or path will open Absolutely. up. And I, th I think, sorry, I'm just going to go on a slight sidetrack no, here because I think it's important for your your viewers. Um, but something that you, you actively promote and I think you live very, very well is, um, is understand the feel. You know, you, you've got your goals at the end of the day and you want to be a certain place. You may want to have certain material things. You may want to give back to the 
to the to the community or to the world in, in a certain way but at the end of the day all of that comes down to a certain feeling you're chasing so when you do your goal setting understand like you know for me the way i, I look at it is the experiences i want to have the areas i want to grow in and the contribution i want to have back and then at the end of all of those you go you know maybe an experience i want to have is i want to travel the world you know mm -hmm. but what is the feeling that i'm looking for by traveling and once I understand that feeling, it's understanding that feeling and then cultivating that feeling. And I think that's something you do really well. Um, and I think it's really important for, for, your, for your listeners because at the end of the day, a material thing, a job, a certain amount of money, a certain experience is not going to make you happy. It's cultivating that feeling that is, you know, going to essentially it's going to be make you happy because that's the feeling we're chasing. Mm. Um, so, so... That's why sometimes, like uh, you know, putting yourself under pressure is just completely unnecessary because um, you, you've you've ducked away from your from your your you know your job with Deloitte, um, and but you know there's that's not the only path to take. There's there's also people can can remain in the job, and, and for me right now, I'm I'm remaining in the job that I I don't think is for me long term, but I know the feeling that I want, the feeling that I'm chasing by my end goals, so. And I guess that's what I'm trying to cultivate. And I think through that, you know, things will emerge that that Dude, are just that's, completely unaware to me at the moment. Yeah, that's, I guess we've just simplified it right there, succinctly. Find the feeling that you want here and now, regardless of what job you do, what you do, where, what external circumstances you are. Find the feeling that you want when, after you achieve your dream job or your dream travel destination. If you can find that now, then then you've made then you can make the decision will i stay in my job or will i go because that that's what I, f I found the feeling while at deloitte i was able to find the gratitude the appreciation the joy for each day even though i wasn't doing the job that i wanted to do mm. i found the feeling that i wanted yeah then it was easy to, to leave because i knew i knew where the feeling was coming from it was yeah in, it was inside so you don't have to leave your job no 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 you can still stay yeah. and to be honest i think um the, the place you were in just before you left is the same place you're in now. So mm. you could have, I think you, you finally hit that point where you could have, you could have stayed there and you would have, you, you would have sought the fulfillment in the things you do outside of work. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, I certainly believe you would have been more effective in your job because you, you know, you were, you, you knew that there was, you sort of had a bit more of a purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously, you know, there's a different path for you and that's, I think that's, um, something that a lot of people can take yeah, a lot, sure. a lot from. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, the purpose unravels from when you start to work with passion and you start to work with gratitude for the work that you do. Definitely. And yeah, it just unfolds naturally. I think. I think so too. I wanted to touch on something that we were speaking about the other day, and mm -hmm. <clears throat> might be a little bit of a touchy subject for some people because not everyone will necessarily resonate with what we're about to talk about. But we, like, we smoke marijuana mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, Instantly, some people might think, oh, that's, that's not good. You guys are taking drugs or smoking, smoking drugs. Yeah. I'm, I'm a believer that mar marijuana is a tool. Mm -hmm. I'm a believer that psychedelics are a tool Yeah. to be used responsibly in safe environments. And we've had some experiences in the past where we have used marijuana as tools for inner growth, tools for uh, self-inquiry and... I want to talk about how powerful they can be in times where you're looking to go a little deeper to uncover 
more of what your heart's trying to tell you. Yeah. But I want also want to get clear on why it's important that people understand that these are tools and that they should be used respectfully and responsibly. Yeah. Because I know, I think a lot of people, too many people, smoke too much or they don't use them in the right uh, context or frame of mind. Yeah. And a good example of that was we we just came from Amsterdam before this mm-hmm. and they were, we didn't use them as a tool. <laughs> we yeah. smoked no, no, to no. have have fun. As, have, uh, yeah. as everyone does. As everyone does, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we did have fun and we, we were talking about afterwards how much of it was it was a different experience compared to us smoking at home mm. in a safe context uh, as a primarily as a tool and yep. the main difference was it was just it was more erratic and more there was less control over the experience yep. and so can you describe to me how you use marijuana as a yep. tool and would you recommend it for everyone um Okay, I'll just start by a caveat here, just mm. just in case this, this podcast lands in people's <laughs> hands. So, um, I think firstly you've got to be super responsible with it. So, uh, in my line of work, I only consume it um, in the right times because you know of, of, of uh, safety safety uh, regulations in in, in Australia. Yes. Um, so, firstly, that's something you have to be don't 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 fuck around with the yeah. with with the rules. Um, yeah. Because it will, it will end badly. Um, that's that's the caveat. And I think for me, so so how how I use it, I I do like to. And I mean, I'm not regularly again because of my work, but um, from time to time, I do you know like to 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 use it and just be by myself and just mm-hmm. reflect, you know. And and very often that takes form in meditation. It takes form in journaling. Um, and I, I feel like it just helps you access deeper levels quicker. Quicker. Yeah. Um, it helps you have insights that I wouldn't say are not accessible in in, in a sober state, but I feel like um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that that no, I don't believe that. I don't believe that they're inaccessible, but I feel like it's just easier to access, yes. quicker to access, yeah. and particularly with, with other psychedelics as well. Yeah, a lot of you know, I guess big influences are starting to speak up now about how they use psychedelics as a, as a, as a way for maybe in moderation. Say once a yeah. month they'll take. Yeah. psilocybin or small microdoses to really re recenter themselves, I yeah. guess, and figure out if they are still on. Well, I mean, it's it's the evidence is clear. The, yeah. um, the vast majority of like you know a lot of these influences have and and people you know um, like uh, um, visionaries mm. have taken these things. It's it's just I think it's more in modern day times where there is less of the stigma surrounding the substances that p- people are talking about them. Mm-hmm. Because before you talk about taking um, you know, smoking marijuana or, or any of these psychedelics and there was this massive stigma around it instantaneously, people put you in this box. But now people are becoming more educated on it and realizing that, you know, very often um the governments are putting in these certain regulations because at the end of the day it it lines their back pocket better. You yeah. know, and at the end of the day, it's convenient for them to tax alcohol the way they do, but, you know, yeah, and they're making money out of that. Exactly. But certain things are going to pigeonhole because it's, you know, they, there's no, it's not convenient for them, yeah. essentially. Um, so, yeah, but um, back to back to what you're saying, is it is it for everyone? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think we've got a lot of friends who, um, some of our close friends don't do it at all because you know they've, they've they have done it before and they had a um a bad 
a bad response to it. Um, sometimes I think that was also because of the environment they were in. I, I don't know, but I guess for us, probably the best ones we ever took, we were in a safe environment where we were at, you know, either at your house or my house or something, we were just, you know, parents away and we had no nothing to stress about. So it was a completely different experience. Um, so I think it's, yeah, in my opinion, I think it's for people who want to go there, um, take it in a safe environment for the first time and, and have take it for the right reasons. Don't don't be taking it to escape from 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 your problems or, you know, issues you're facing in life. Yeah, I think take it take it with the, the right intention, which I think is for me, I like to take it to, to, to look inwards and sometimes take it for a relaxation with, with with mates, um which a lot of which a lot of us do. Yeah, I for, I guess for me I use it <coughs> the times where I wanna take a day. Sometimes I need to take a weekend where I dedicate a full day to reconnecting with myself, journaling, meditating, getting clear on, on why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that might involve, yeah, t yeah. smoking a bit of mar marijuana. I like to go out in nature and just sit yeah. and yeah. reconnect with, with, with myself. And when you often when you do that, I think it's important to take, you don't have to smoke to do no, that. No, absolutely I don't, not. I don't do that all the time, but... Because sometimes we can get easily caught up on the on the doing and Definitely. looking to the next moment, ticking off to do lists, and yeah. we lose track of why we're actually doing what we're doing. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I think it can really help, uh, and marijuana can assist in getting clear on Definitely. your own inner inner workings. Definitely, so, yeah. No, I think that that, that in is moderation. A, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. In moderation. But I think that's definitely a, a definitely. A big thing i think understanding why you do everything you do at the end of the day you know you're going to work you're putting yourself through um you know certain regimes and stuff and and it's for a reason and i think the, the quicker you get clear on why that is like why it is you're you're doing everything you're doing um mm -hmm. is very important and i think yeah i think you summed it up quite well why we do you know um take these substances is sometimes it helps you connect and become a bit clearer with that yeah well said ties all back into the feeling like yeah we're all doing exactly. something to feel a certain way exactly you can get clear on the feeling that you're trying to chase it can be then a lot easier to figure out oh, i actually have access to this feeling right yeah, now definitely just changing your perspective appreciating That's, little yeah. things yeah and yeah it's it all it all ties back in to the present moment yeah absolutely uh so man it's uh it's been a really really good chat so far the rain's actually held up on us just enough <laughs> yeah. uh, i think i might ask one more question before yeah. we sign off uh and I guess it tunes around to you and what what it, what it means to you to live a life that's well lived. What does it mean to live an impactful life? And I guess that the answer to that question is different for everyone. Mm -hmm. But what does a life well lived mean to you? I think a life well lived to me is is you know put yourself. I I, I think at the end of the day, a life well lived is. You get to you, you essentially in your your last leg, and you look back on your life, and you look back on everything with no regrets, and you know in your heart that you lived in every moment. You lived every moment to the fullest. Um, I I can't say. I think for everyone that's gonna gonna be different, but um, I think for me, it's gonna be knowing that I have impacted other people's life in in a, in a positive manner. I think probably similar for you. That's the whole reason you do this podcast, but. And and how that's that that takes form, I guess I'm still to figure out. But I, I guess to know that I've that I've lived every moment doing what I thought was right in my heart, 
and contributing back to people, um, family and friends and the wider community particularly. I think that's, that's, that's what it's all about for me. Amazing answer. And it's kind of uh, it, it just that we say that as we're sitting here in a beautiful yeah. Portugal where your, where your family's from. And, you know, we, to me, this is, this is what life's all about. Like you travel, you have great experiences with your friends and you create memories that, you know, you're never going to regret doing stuff no. like this. And no, never. Yeah, I think well said. That's a really great answer. So where can people find you online? You're on Instagram? Yeah, I, I am on Instagram, yeah. um, Facebook, etc. But I, I wouldn't uh, say I've got a massive <laughs> presence. I don't place um, too much time and effort into into the social media. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm... Uh, Give him a follow if anyone yeah. reach out to Marco and ask him a few questions. I'm sure he'd be happy to respond. Yeah, absolutely. More, mate, than, more than happy. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. And Thank you very uh, much for having me, mate. Unfortunately, we, we part ways from here, but I'm sure I'll be back in Australia and we'll stay in contact. Yeah, and absolutely. hopefully maybe do a round two in, Definitely. in, in time. So Absolutely, mate. You, you say the word and, and I'll be on the mic. <laughs> Thank you, mate. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for joining. Bye. There we have it. Another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thoroughly enjoyed that one with my good friend Marco. Uh, if you took value away from that, feel free to share that with a friend or family member. Uh, I know for me it's all about just spreading, spreading the love. If someone can take value from this kind of information, they need to hear it because it's going to help them on their journey. Uh, and last of all if you jump on the iTunes page and leave a rating and review uh, that would really help a lot in uh, growing this podcast so thanks so much until next time